Thanks for joining my Smart Smile podcast, where the goal is to help you get the grade and the name RDH. I'm your host, Amanda Shoemaker. On this episode, I will be discussing part two of Community Applied Research for the Dental Hygienist. This is a great refresher as most students learn this information on the back end of hygiene programs, which may seem like the least focused subject for some. Community is a large topic, but we're discussing applied research as this is one of the focused objectives for the board exam. So listen closely for study tips to help retain this podcast content. Let's get started. The presentation of the data and the data analysis. The variables have been defined and measured and the data has been collected. The next steps of the scientific, scientific method are to analyze the data and present the results. There are different types of data, categorical, dichotomous, discrete, and continuous data. Categorical data or descriptive have no numerical value. Each data point assigned to a group or category, no rank order to the categories, and it's considered to be qualitative in nature or descriptive. Dichotomous, this is categorical data with exactly two categories and it's considered to be qualitative in nature, descriptive as well. Discrete. It's numeric data with a set of fixed or finite values. It can be counted only in whole numbers and is considered quantitative in nature. And we have continuous, which is numeric data that can be expressed by a large or infinite number of measures along a continuum, have real value when expressed as fractions and considered to be quantitative in nature. The various types of data are represented by different scales and measurements, nominal, ordinal, interval, and ratio scale. Nominal scale consists of names, mutually exclusive categories that have no order. This scale is the simplest or least complex of the four scales of data. Examples include ethnic group, membership, and religious preference. It's categorical and dichotomous data. Uh, they use this scale of measurement. The ordinal scale consists of categories of variables that have rank order, but there is no equal or defined value between the ranks. Examples include periodontal classification and socioeconomic statuses. This is also categorical and dichotomous data. They both use this scale of measurement. Interval scale has an equal distance between measures along the continuum, but there is no true zero point. Example could be temperatures or the uh, oral health variables. They're, they're not typically interval scale. Discrete and continuous data use this type of scale measurement. And finally, we have ratio scale. Um, it has equal intervals between the measures along a continuum with an absolute point determined by nature, meaning there can be an absence of the variable being measured. So uh, height and weight, number of teeth or sealants and blood pressure. The ratio is the most complex scale. Discrete and continuous data use this type of scale measurement.
we also have statistics. Statistics are used to describe, summarize, and analyze the data. Two broad categories of statistics include descriptive and inferential. Descriptive statistics answer questions about the status and relationship of variables in a group. An example of descriptive statistics includes the measures of central tendency. Our mean, median, and mode communicate the middle or centrality of a distribution of scores or values. The mean is the arithmetic average of the data distribution and is calculated by adding all the values and dividing by the number of items. The positive aspect of the mean is that it includes the value of each score. The negative is that it can be distorted by extreme scores and may not give a true picture of the central tendency. The median represents the exact middle of a data set. The mode is the score or value that occurs most frequently. Graphing the measures of central tendency for different types of curves include normal distribution, which is also called symmetrical or bell-shaped. The mean, median, and mode all are the same. If your graph is skewed to the right or positively skewed, mean and median are to the right of the mode. If the graph is skewed to the left or negatively skewed, the mean and median are to the left of the mode. Here's a hint. The median is always in the middle and the mean is always toward the tail of the curve. Another descriptive statistic is measures of dispersion. Uh, it communicates how much individual scores differ or vary from the mean. The range communicates the difference between the highest and the lowest values in a distribution of scores. Uh, next measure of dispersion is the variance. It includes all scores in the distribution. And the standard deviation is the square root of the variance. The advantage of the variance and standard deviation compared to the range is that every point in relation to the mean is used in calculating the statistic, which provides a truer picture of how the individual scores relate to the mean. The farther away the data points on the distrib distribution are from the mean, the greater the variance in standard deviation. A large standard deviation value in relation to the value of the mean indicates a large spread of scores. There are also correlation statistics. This is the relationship or association of one variable to another. The results of the calculation for correlation always have a range between positive one or negative one. The relationship is positive when the value of one variable increases as the value of the other also increases. The negative correlation shows a negative or inverse relationship between variables. In all cases, the closer the relationship is to positive one or negative one, the stronger the relationship. We also have percentiles. It's a statistical measure that represents the value below which a specific percentage of observations fall in a distribution of values. So for example, if a score is in the 90th percentile, it is higher 
than 90% of the other scores. Next, we'll display the data. Tables work best when the data presentation is used to look up or compare individual values, requires precise values, or has values that involve multiple units of measure. Graphs work best when communicating the shape of a distribution of values or relationship among values. Creating a frequency table is the first step to generate a graph. Our first graph is a bar graph. The bars do not touch. It's used to display frequencies of nominal, nominal or ordinal data or categorical data or the value of different but comparable items. A histogram, which is similar in appearance to a bar graph except the bars touch to indicate the frequency data in the graph are on a continuum. They are used to depict frequencies of continuous data, so interval or ratio scaled variables. Next we have a frequency polygon. It's a line graph used to portray continuous data. It's similar to a histogram, but each top point is connected to create a line that presents the frequency distribution uh, with a line instead of bars. A time series graph is also presented as a line graph because of its ability to compare groups. A scattergram or scatter plot, it's used to visually depict the relationship between variables by using an x and y axis. In a pie chart, which is a circular graphic that illustrates numerical proportion by dividing the whole circle into sections. Pie charts are commonly used in lay presentations and mass media, but are not recommended by experts for scientific literature. The other broad category of statistics we have is inferential statistics. Inferential statistics answer questions about differences in probability. Under inferential statistics, we have parametric statistics. These are used when data meets certain assumptions. Uh, we have a what is called a t-test, and it is applied to analyze the difference between the means of two data sets. And we also have analysis of variance, or ANOVA, or ANOVA. This test allows for comparisons among three or more sample means by analyzing interactions between and among the variances of the multiple groups. So essentially, ANOVA compares differences in groups. Your t-test describes differences between the means of two data sets. When we are determining the statistical significance, we are looking for a way to indicate that the results found in an analysis of data are unlikely to have been caused by chance. So we do that by using a power analysis. Um, this determines how many study participants are needed to provide significance to the study. So we wanna make sure that our study did not have too few or too many participants. We also use p-values. The p-value is the probability that the statistical result could be a false scientific conclusion. The p-value is affected by the sample size, 
the difference between the control and experimental group and the standard deviation of distribution. Normally, an acceptable p-value is 0.05 or less, which means there is a 5% chance that the observed results or differences are due purely to chance and not a true difference caused by the independent variable. The smaller the p-values, the more significant the findings of the studies are considered. Now let's briefly discuss the statistical conclusion and errors. So the statistical conclusion is whether to accept or reject the null hypothesis of the study founded on the statistical results of the data analysis. So as we recall, the null hypothesis is a negative statement of the researcher's prediction or opinion. So when the researcher rejects the null hypothesis based on the statistical results, but the null is actually true, this is a type 1 alpha error. When the null hypothesis is accepted, although it is actually false, this is called a type 2 beta error, or when no relationship exists, when one actually does exist. Here's a study tip. Did you hear a word or a condition you were unfamiliar with? Look it up. Doing your own research helps you retain knowledge. Teach someone else what you learned. Teaching someone else is a mutual way to retain knowledge and be helpful to others. Thanks for listening to my Smart Smile podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, and review this podcast. If you'd like to know when new podcasts will be dropping, review questions, and more, please follow our Instagram account at MySmartSmile. Hope this podcast helped you get the grade and the name RDH. Thank you.